people place so much importance on confidence and then again it's this whole perception what is confidence is it being the loudest person in the room is it being you know good at presentation is it the person who has all these different skills or an amazing cv is confidence having you know lots of you know financial success and all these other things lots of people are intimidated by other by someone else having confidence around them and often your confidence is a reflection of their lack of confidence when my results have been lowest i remember when i was deciding to close my first company my confidence was low because i'd had a real run of bad results things hadn't gone away some of them were my fault some were out of my control the company had lost money there'd been just a couple of shitty turning events but because i'd had a run of bad results my confidence was affected if i could go back would i change anything no because it's all led me to where i am today for me one of the things that i know when i'm confident is because I, i've eliminated this idea that there's such a thing as perfection who wants to be an entrepreneur this isn't a quiz show this is reality a real life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences, a full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the HEW Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. My name is Lauren Brady and I am your solo host for today's episode. I hope wherever you are in the world, what time of day you're listening, uh, you are having a good one. Uh, today we wanted to talk about confidence. So it's a word that I can't tell you how many times it gets used in terms of uh, business performance when we're speaking to leaders, whether they are employed, self-employed, entrepreneurs, it's one of the most common themes that we talk to clients and potential clients about in terms of what they want to get from coaching, what they want to get to um, improve, what they want to work on, what they want to focus on. And it almost becomes to be blunt, like a magic pill. It becomes a silver bullet. It's when people say, if I had more confidence, I want to have more confidence. If I had the confidence to do xyz and everything that goes with it so um, myself and helen are both going to talk about this individually it could be a conversation that we have together that is a really long one and you know we share a lot of similar views on it but we just wanted to talk about our individual um, experience of when we have had confidence when we really haven't had confidence uh, and some of the tools and some of the things that we've learned personally in business but also through working with many many clients on this subject as well so i'm going to start off with confidence is a feeling or is it a skill so I'm not going to give you my exact answer on this one yet, but hopefully during this conversation, you'll get to know. And the other thing that I want to kind of start with is, do you just have it? Is, it, is confidence something that you're born with? Is it something that you inherit? Is it something that we just, you know, you just have it or you don't? Or is it something that you can learn, that you can develop and something that can grow? So when I think about having confidence in myself, you know, I was going through the different periods, you know, from being a child, I grew up in a very warm, big, loud, <laughs> lovely Irish family. So there was always lots of us. Um, and I often credit this for the fact that I'm good in um, in crowds. I'm good with I'm good in sort of big groups of people uh, because I don't know any different. My 
first cousin count um, is quite hilarious. I've over 60 something first cousins uh, and I've met them all. I know them all. I'm on first name terms with them all. And, you know, it's amazing. But it means that I was used to being, like I say, in a crowd. I was used to having lots of conversations. So in terms of as a childhood, um, I had lots of activities. We danced, we played sport, we did music. So when I look back now as an adult, I'm like, Good job, mom and dad. We were given lots of opportunities to try different things and build confidence in different areas. Um, as I say, came from a really normal upbringing. We didn't have a huge abundance of wealth, but we never went without. Um, and I saw parents with a really strong work ethic. So that always gave me a lot of confidence in the home that I grew up in. Now, when I think on to my teenage years, God, I think of teenage years and I look now, you know, as my nephew, my eldest nephew is coming up to just approaching, uh, you know, double figures and we're talking to him about teenage things. And I look at my little cousins and I wouldn't go back to being a teenager <laughs> if you paid me. And I think this is an interesting one in terms of confidence because so much is changing, right? Like your hormones are up the wall and you are learning different things. You're going to new schools or your friends are all, all over the place with their hormones. So there's just so much changing about it so I wouldn't say I was an unconfident teenager but I certainly wasn't the person you know in school or you know in my um you know my pursuits you know my dance or anything like that who wanted to be center stage and who wanted to, you know all eyes on her uh, and then I think now to early adulthood and going into my career so my confidence at this stage I would say you know I really came into my own as an adult quite you know quite well in terms of like you know I was uh, I was 19 when I first became self-employed I was around a great organization and uh, industry and people uh, where there was lots of confident people confident people around me but I remember going in at first you know learning sales and marketing learning how to coach people and train people and lead a team of people and again I wasn't the person who wanted to be at the front of the room you know um, speaking to lots of people and you know holding core or training everyone but I always had quite a, a solid inner confidence and, and a kind of quiet like just under you know not over the top just I'm confident in you know who I am and my skills uh, and I think because I'd had some results and um, that had served me well that kind of increased my confidence so that was kind of my career and my start into it. And then I think to myself, you know, after I'd run a business for five, six years, um, I took a step back and then I went into working uh, as a consultant. I went into um, a group of companies where I helped the entrepreneurs and the business owners, you know, grow every aspect of their business. But that's on a previous episode. If you want to know about what I did and how I got to this stage, look at that one. But I've got to say, it was in that next following five, six years where I probably had the most change in my confidence. Lots of things were changing around me in my personal environment. You know, in my 20s, I had some, uh, some boyfriends, I had some breakups, <laughs> I moved cities a couple of times. Um, and then in towards the end of my 20s, my parents separated, which, you know, was a really good move for them. I'm, you know, right now I'm very lucky. I've got two healthy, happy parents um, and we have a really good family uh, situation. But that was probably at the point where my whole family life changed and my confidence was really probably affected at the very most. And might hear it in my voice it was a bit of a change for me because it was only in hindsight that I can look that the change in that foundation of my upbringing was what had uh, had an effect on my confidence as an adult so nothing to do with my career nothing to do with relationships of my own choice at that point but just lots of things changing in your life and having to adjust and having to move with it so you know for myself I wouldn't say in a, in, a, in a nutshell, I was someone who was like overly confident. Um, but I'm going to talk you through a couple of things. I've, I've nailed it down into five things of the way that I digest confidence and what it means for me. So the first thing is people place a ton of importance on having it before they do anything. 
I've probably been there, but one of the things that I credit my early uh, career success to is the fact that I was super young. So I didn't have uh, any dependents. I didn't have a mortgage. You know, I didn't have, I didn't even so much as have a, t I didn't have a driving license. So I didn't so much have a car to pay for. Um, I had me, my rent, my living expenses, and, you know, my party fund and traveling around the world fund. Um, so I didn't have lots of people to be responsible for. So I didn't wait to be confident in things before I did anything. And as I say, you know, I mentioned there about having, you know, such a big family. I saw lots of different examples of ways to do things. Not everybody went to university. Some people went to university and did masters. Some people traveled the world. Some people started businesses young. So I think I'd had an environment of quite an, um, I think it was quite lucky now I look back and think I'd, I saw there was lots of different ways to do things in life. So the fact that I didn't wait for everything to be in place before I took action, i.e. deferring my university course, you know, deciding to go and work 100% on commission, deciding that, you know, I thought at 1920, you know, you can set up a business, Lauren, you can run a team of 30, 40, 50 people, you can turn over half a million pound a year. And I just, you know, I understood there was a system, I understood I had people who could train me, I understood how the investment would work. So I didn't wait for everything to be perfect, or I didn't, I didn't wait to say, I will be confident before I do things. And it's interesting when I look back at my career I've often said yes to things before I knew how to do them listen it wasn't a it wasn't like this amazing strategy and conscious choice I think it just came from the fact that I'm like sure what can go wrong like and if it does go wrong how wrong can it go and I think as I say that came a lot from my upbringing and from the fact that I was I didn't place a huge importance myself on having confidence before I do anything. But that is one thing. And the challenge I would put back to you, if you are waiting to be confident before you do anything, you are going to be waiting a long time. And then I would ask yourself, put yourself under a pressure. So put yourself under a sink or swim. What would you do if you had to do it? You know, this is a, it's a fun game I play with myself when I'm exercising. So um, I train really regularly. I love pushing myself in the gym. But like everyone, I've got internal dialogue that's like, God, I wish this would get easier. God, I wish I could just be happy being unhealthy or <laughs> any of those things. When I'm on a rowing machine or when I'm on a, a, a what bike and we do these, you know, these big finishes at the end of the gym and say we've got 12 12 minutes of solid cardio we're on and off a what bike we're throwing a slam ball down we're doing burpees and in my head I'm thinking I really don't want to do this I really don't want to do this this is not fun at all Lauren why have you signed up for this again and again and again and I do this thing in my head with it which is what I call my pleasure pain sink or swim where I always imagine now this is a bit dark so just bear with me. I imagine my nephews, actually it's always my eldest nephew because he was my first uh, nephew. And so he started this thing in my head and I always think of him. I think, imagine if Killian was on a boat and I needed him to get him across a bit of water and this bike, this rowing machine, this um, a ski erg is powering the boat that needs to get your nephew across the water. Would you stop? And the thing is, absolutely not. So in my head, this is the this is the dialogue I have, and this is the game I play with myself. So I don't wait to be confident at the cardio. I don't wait to be confident at the exercise. I just think, what have you got here to do, Lauren? It's a sink or swim choice. So as I say, a little bit of a fun, funny one, and it's just an insight into how my brain works. But people place so much importance on confidence, and then again, it's this whole perception: what is confidence? Is it being the loudest person in the room? Is it being, you know, good at presentation? Is it the person who has all these different skills or an amazing CV? Is confident having, you know, lots of, you know, financial success and all these other things? And I think you just have to understand is that for me, confidence is having faith in yourself and having faith in others, having confidence in the people that are around you. So for me, that's why I'm like, stop waiting for you to have it before you do anything. Sink or swim is really how it works for me.
Okay, the next one is your environment really has an impact on your confidence. I and mean, it certainly does for me. I mentioned there about my family and, you know, having lots of people who are encouraging and, um, you know, again, just having lots of support around me. But I saw that again in my career in sales and marketing is that when you are around lots of other people with confidence, and I link this closely to other people with ambition, other people with goals, other people with drive, you know, you become so much the product of the people you're around. But when it comes to confidence, if if you are around lots of people who are, you know, doubtful or scared and who are full of fear, you know, I absolutely love my mum, but she is someone who's like, oh, don't jump off that rock and into the water, you know, you might drying or, oh, don't go too fast. I'm like, mum, I'm going 28 and a 30, <laughs> you know, and because, you know, she loves us and because she's someone who, um, you know, just wants us to be safe and happy. It's not that she's unconfident, but the fear sometimes would stop her would stop me jumping off rocks into seas, for example. But when you're around people who are full of fear or when you are around people who are full of doubt or worry, then that does rub off on you. It's the same way with confidence. Spend time with people who are confident. And again, that doesn't mean, in my opinion, bullshit, loud, you know, um, you know, saying, I know this, I know that. But people who are sure of themselves. One thing that I do watch out for is if I'm around people, how do I spot if someone's confident? Well, some of the, the one of the big things I look for is what they talk about. When I'm not spending time with people, if all of their conversation is around other people, did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that one? Did you see this? Did you see that? Then how they talk about other people and especially how they talk about other confident people or people achieving or people growing. I know that I have to be wary of spending too much time or letting them, you know, influence my mindset and my decision making. Okay. The third one for me is how people talk about someone else with confidence. So I, I remember hearing this, you know, and it has been said to me and about me to my face and not directly to my face. Um, doesn't you want to think she knows something or look at you on, you know, um, you know, taking that leap of faith or, you know, trying a hand at this. And sometimes I think of it and I think, is it being said as a challenge? You know, do you think you're confident enough to do that? Do you think you have the confidence in this? Do you have the confidence in that? And again, for me, what I've learned in hindsight is to take a step back. If people are asking me if I think I've got the confidence to do it and I have to look and go, why are they asking and why do they care? Because the other thing that's, you know, to be honest, it's just truthful is lots of people are intimidated by other, by someone else having confidence around them. And often your confidence is a reflection of their lack of confidence. So there's a saying that I, I've heard a lot called them um, and I, Helen, it really makes Helen laugh. I call it the purple polar bear syndrome. So if I called you a purple polar bear today, you'd be like, that's a very random thing to call me, Lauren. And it's strange. And I don't know what it means. But if you had a bit of an insecurity or if you had a bit of fear, or if you were kind of, you know, like say a bit self-conscious about looking like a purple polar bear, and I called you a purple polar bear, you'd be like, well, why are you calling me that? Why are you saying that? So again, when people talk about your confidence, their confidence, or the people's confidence, just think, is it more a reflection of them? And if it does irritate them, or if it does land with them, and it does bug them, think about it. Purple polar bear means nothing to you or me because, you know, it's just irrelevant. But if I'm talking about confidence or displaying confidence, showing confidence, genuinely having confidence, and that irks someone else, purple polar bear, why does it bother them? That's more about you than it is about me. Okay. So for me to round up, when has it been at its lowest? When I look back, I mentioned there before, you know, in terms of changes in my family dynamics, changes in my career, choices that I've made, you know, over the last 10, 15 years. I can really sum it up when my confidence has been at the lowest. The first thing is, it's because I'm not taking any action. 
It's probably because I'm standing still. It might be that I've not got any goals that are pushing me forward. I'm not learning anything. I'm not growing. Um, and I'm just going around in circles and I'm, I'm just in a procrastinating state. When my results have been lowest, I remember when I was deciding to close my first company, my confidence was low because I'd had a real run of bad results. Things hadn't gone away. Some of them were my fault. Some were out of my control. The company had lost money. There'd been just a couple of shitty turning events. But because I'd had a run of bad results, my confidence was affected. If I could go back, would I change anything? No, because it's all led me to where I am today. But what I would be aware of when someone does have a run of not getting a result, their confidence can and of course will be affected in some way or another. Okay, the other thing with that is relying on your emotions. When my confidence is low, it's because I'm looking purely at things from emotional state. I'm looking at things instead of looking at facts, instead of looking at actual, you know, for example, a result, a KPI, data, and I'm looking at things from a purely objective view, I'm looking at it far too close to it. You know, I'm, I'm, if you're listening on audio, no, you can't see me. If you're on YouTube, you can see me. But you know, if it's right close under your nose, you can't see the wood for the trees. And it means that you can, for me anyway, I react in a much more emotional way, which means my confidence is affected. Taking a step back and looking at things and going, okay, what are the facts on the table here? What's in my control? What's not in my control? What have I learned from this? What can I you know, what can I resolve and pick up from this? But when my confidence is at its lowest, I'm often relying just on emotion. And listen, we're big fans here of emotions. We're not saying they're a bad thing and you should ignore them. But understand if you're feeling a lack of confidence, if you're feeling like you want your confidence to grow, just ask yourself, am I looking at this from an emotional standpoint only? Am I looking at it factually or objectively? Um, and the last thing for me is when my opinions have been, oh, sorry, when my confidence has been at the lowest, it's when I'm letting other people's opinions filtrate everything I do. What will so-and-so think of that? What will the investor think of that? What will the client think of that? What will my team think of that? What will my family think of that? What will my partner think of that? All of those things are worth consideration in every aspect of life and business. However, when my confidence has been at the lowest, it's because, again, right on the back of that emotions, I've relied too much on what other people think, want, expect, rather than looking at myself and me first, my business needs first, my personal needs first. So to flip that onto a more positive, when have I had it? So when my confidence is high and uh, you know i'm lucky to say now i've got a pretty strong level of confidence now over the last four or five years and a lot of that is down to the internal work i've done my own personal growth and development the work that i continually do in terms of you know having my own coach in terms of reading in terms of listening to podcasts in terms of just growing my brain so for me one of the things that i know when i'm confident is because I, i've eliminated this idea that there's such a thing as perfection. Because if I'm always shooting for perfection, and you know, it's one of those bullshit job interviews questions, isn't it? What's your weakness? Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Listen, it's nothing to be championed. It means we procrastinate. It means that we, um, you know, we don't make decisions quickly enough. There's lots of downsides of it. And the other thing is that it just doesn't exist. It really does not exist. You know, it's a conversation I have a lot with a, a couple of my family members who I really appreciate and love is that, um, I say I grew up in a big family and one of the downsides sometimes of having a big family is there is an, uh, an unsaid or sometimes said league table of results. What has so-and-so got in their exams? What has so-and-so done in their career? When has so-and-so got married and had children? 
for me, I can honestly say hand on heart, that wasn't anything I grew up with in the house with my parents. Um, they celebrated other people's success. They didn't talk about other people when they didn't have success. Um, and it wasn't something that I felt. But I know that that's something that many people, especially if you're from a big environment of a family, is that you start aiming for this idea of perfection. So for me, I know when my confidence is, is running and when it's high and when it's consistent, I'm consciously going, perfection is bullshit, Lauren. It doesn't exist. You don't, first of all, it doesn't exist. And second of all, you are never looking to attain it. So when I'm confident, I know in my head, it doesn't need to be perfect. You just need to get it done. Okay. The second thing when my confidence is high is when I'm aligned with my gut and I'm aligned with my own values. So again, when I think back to points in my twenties, early thirties, I'm not saying I was lost as such. I don't want to get all fluffy and stuff, but there's times when I was just going through growth and change, like say personal life, family life, business life, career, all the different things. So I had to do some work on what is it you actually want? What is actually important to you? What is your measurement of success? What is important for you in this period of your life right now? And when you know what that is, for me, that involved, that means the result, the outward result is more confidence. So working on things like that, they're going, I know what's important to me. I know what my focus is. I know what my goals are. I know I'm working towards them every single day. Again, back to point one, I'm not looking for it to be perfect. I'm not looking to, you know, to knock the ball out of the park every day. I just know I'm chipping away and chipping away and chipping away and moving further and further towards where I want to be. So when I'm confident, it's because I'm aligned with my values, but I'm just following my gut. Like when you know shit's off, when you know you're not making decisions that are right for you, when you know you're not making you know, choices that are in line with what you actually want to be, do, create, for me, that's when confidence slips away. So the plus side is when you know that you're aligned with your gut feeling and your values, confidence runs high. Okay, and the third thing is, I know I've got confidence when I'm growing, okay? I mentioned it there before. When it's been at the lowest, it's when I'm not taking action. It's when I'm just standing still, I'm treading water, and in all honesty, I'm probably moving backwards. For me, I'm confident when I'm growing in my skills, I'm growing in my experience, I'm growing in my thinking. So I have to look at what feeds into those things. So if I'm not looking at developing something new within the business, if I'm not looking at developing uh, you know, a new system, a new process, a new strategy, not because I'm constantly looking to change everything, but I'm just looking to grow and improve and again it's that whole attitude of kaizen you know just one percent here two percent there and just looking for con continual improvement and continual growth so for me it comes down to all areas of my life and my business whether it comes to you know, like say my personal relationships and everything that goes with it is when i'm growing when i'm figuring shit out you know, when I'm like, ah, I didn't know the answers to that a week ago. And now I do. When it's a case of I didn't know how to, you know, one of the things myself and Helen are doing at the moment, um, we used to outsource all of our media, all of our um, artwork and design and stuff. And, you know, we had a fantastic guy who did it for us. But when we looked at it, um, the process just didn't work. It was very high cost. And we're like, listen, there's ways for us to do this. So me and, me and Helen are currently really learning how to create our own images and graphics. And that means that, you know, sometimes it takes me three hours to make something and then I accidentally delete it. But I love it. And now when we do something and we do create it, I'm like, I made that. It took me three minutes and I did it right first time. But I'm now growing in confidence in a skill that I didn't have before. I'm growing in confidence as a person because I'm learning. You know, literally, if you were to go down the geek science route of it, with your neurological pathways, when we're creating new pathways, when we're firing new neurons through our brain, when we're learning new things, our brain is happier. Our whole, you know, nervous system is in a much more positive place, which can only affect our confidence and can only affect how we feel about ourselves. So from my side of things, I think, you know, the overall sort of um, 
message here is confidence for me absolutely is a skill it absolutely is something that can be learned it absolutely is something that can be grown but you know just like planting a seed you have to put it in the right environment you have to put it then with the right ingredients you have to water it you have to give it the right amount of light i'm not going to go down a little charlie dimmick route here on gardening i'm not actually <laughs> the best gardener um, yet it's a goal for the future. One day growing up, Lauren will be a gardener too. But it is for me, it's not just something that is a feeling and it's not just something that you have or you don't have. But the other thing for me is confidence isn't to everyone the way that we outwardly display it, especially not in the world that we live in. You know, people see confidence as how you pose in front of a selfie mirror. People see confidence as, you know, how do you look in, you know, your, your outfit and your jeans, all those other things. Confidence is not for me how much money you have in the bank or what car you have in the driveway confidence is for me being true to who you are confidence for me is making sure you're really working towards a goal not dumbing down your goals not shrinking your goals not hiding away because you don't want to offend anyone or because you're scared of taking a risk confidence is relying on yourself confidence is doing what you said you were going to do long after the feeling you had when you said you were going to do it has gone and for me you know that's something that if people could bottle it and if people could pay for it they would here's the great news you can build it you can develop it. And once it's yours and you've truly built it for yourself, there will be knocks. There will be times when, you know, there's a few waves crashing and, you know, it might do a bit of damage to the boat, but you have built it. It's in your control. And if you've had it once, you can have it again. So I hope that was a bit of an insight from uh, from my personal experience. Hopefully you've got to know me a little bit better. Um, if you have any questions, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Um, this podcast will be going out on all of the normal podcast platforms and we would love your feedback, DM us, um, uh, comment on our grid on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and as always, any reviews and shares are really, really welcome. If you're listening to this today and you're thinking, I know someone who might want to have this in the rears uh, as they're driving, as they're having a run, or is there start in their day then please do tag share and uh, as always we would love your feedback wherever you are today whatever time of day with you is with you i hope it's been a great one and we'll be back to speak to you again soon thank you for listening to the hew podcast for continued support please subscribe using itunes stitcher spotify google play or soundcloud and if you've enjoyed the episode please leave a five-star review on your download platform Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.